Good morning. Welcome to Morning Prayers. We will begin today's service with a responsive reading from the Black Appleton Chapel Psalter, Psalm Selection number 61, found on page 31. Please stand as you are able. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. For thou hast been a shelter for me, and a strong tower from the enemy. I For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. He shall abide before God forever. O oh, prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So bless and praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform thy loss. You may take your seats. I am a first-year MTS student at the Divinity School, and I am incredibly honored to be here today. I was incredibly honored to be asked to speak. Um, in true Harvard students' fashion, I wanted to come up here and give you an amazing, lofty reading. Um, but then life, as life always does, reminded me to keep it simple. And uh, I got a text message from a friend the other day, um, 
and that has become my sacred text. So yesterday she texted me and she said, I feel called to be my best self by being in relationship with you, but I also feel safe while trying to be. And I sat with that and I was shaken by that. I knew I wanted to talk about community today. Uh, I didn't quite know how. Um, I'm from California originally. Uh, it has been a long winter. <laughs> um, and I like to think that God was smiling at me today by bringing me a little bit of sun for this talk. Uh, when I found out I got into Harvard, I was incredibly excited and overwhelmed, as I know that many Harvard students are. It is an incredible opportunity, uh, but I also was incredibly fearful. Um, I, academia and undergrad was already pretty cutthroat, and I thought I'm going to come into Harvard, and I'm just going to keep my fists closed and my arms tied around myself, and I'm not going to reach out to community because I didn't trust anyone. You know, everyone here is, in, is incredibly exceptional. Um, and academia sometimes propagates the idea that we are exceptional alone, right? That exceptional behavior and exceptional work and exceptional art only comes when we are with ourselves and solitary and when we, when we reach into ourselves and kind of self-fashion and self-make ourselves into this incredible person. And so all of last semester I said, I'm just going to do this by myself. I'm not going to trust anyone. And so one day one of my classmates said, hey, do you want to come over? And I was like, this isn't part of the plan, but I'll come over, you know, I'll see what, see what you got going on. And I get to her house and she invites me in and she's so warm and welcoming and she just sets a dinner plate in front of me. And she's like, yo, I made you dinner, like let's talk, who are you, let me get to know you. And I was like, whoa, I came here to do this alone, like what is this, I'm overwhelmed by this feeling. Um, and I didn't quite receive it yet because I didn't know what it was, you know. I think my whole time in my brain I was like, there's an ulterior motive here, like something like she has some secret plan, <laughs> she's devising something, and I was just so nervous and scared about what this meant. Uh, and last week, last week I got a call from a great friend of mine who went to my alma mater, she's a PhD student, and she said, I know you, I know you, I know people want to support you and love you, and I know that you are not receiving it. And she said, what if people in this world just want to love you? What if there's no ulterior motive? What if there's no secret plan? What if there's no, uh, what if there's no plotting and devising? What if people really do just want to love and connect with you? How does that change your world? And my whole life in these last couple weeks has shifted by looking at the ways in which my friends want to support me and the way that I also can support them by intentionally receiving love my life has shifted. I think some people call it a spiritual awakening. I call it a love awakening because I am so radically aware of who is in my life and what they are trying to give me. And I think a lot of us, students and, 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 and faculty um, and, and alumni, a lot of us have had this experience in academia and at Harvard, and we are taught that we are exceptional alone. But how does your life change when you see that those around you just want to love you? How does our life change when we see that those around us just want to support us? What does it mean when we say exception, being exceptional no longer means that we have to do this alone, but that we're in community? What does it mean that we can only be exceptional in community? How does that change our worldview today? How does that change how we love each other today? How does that change how we see our friendships and our relationships? I was really, really shaken this week when my friend told me that people might just want to love me. Because that also means because I believe that people are a direct relationship to God, a direct reflection that God just wants to love me. And that is a radically profound thing. I learned that when I was a kid in Sunday school. I learned that as a teenager in the pews. I've learned that as someone who has done pastoral work. But I don't think I've ever received it. I don't think I've ever believed it until this week. 
on my way to morning prayer, I got five text messages from friends like, yo, I give morning prayer this morning. I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. I see light in you. And I was completely floored that someone would wake up at 8 a.m. and just text me. Because I know my friends don't have 8 a.m. class. I know that they don't. I know that they intentionally chose to speak life into me today. And that is such a profound gift. And so I encourage you all to look around in your life today and see who is just trying to love you. Who is just trying to support you? And how does your life change when you choose to receive that? Thank you. Please join me in praying together the Lord's Prayer found in the back of your order of worship. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please stand as you are able to sing together the hymn, Come My Way, My Truth, My Life found on page 228 of your Crimson Harvard Hymnal. Please note the change in page, number 228. May the Lord keep you from evil. May the Lord keep you in your going out and in your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Amen.